We're starting this new series, and it's called Kingdom Codes. Kingdom Codes. In your bulletin, we have, uh, we have given an insert. We have given an insert, and uh, I will refer to that insert to some degree, but not wholly. I just need you to follow that. Um, you'll see some slides up on the screen. You'll have an insert in your bulletin. Uh, but whatever you do, please don't ignore what I'm about to share with you, because this is when we're opening up the series This is part one of Kingdom Codes, and I want to talk to you this morning about honor. Honor. Honor is a very interesting thing about our culture today. You know, the last few weeks, God has really been dropping on my heart and my spirit that we as a culture naturally don't honor like other cultures. We just plain don't. There is no way possible that this culture will remain the same if we honored the way God would want us to. Let me go into a little bit more because I believe that when we honor, we forfeit the sinful nature and we move into spirit-led. Let me tell you why. Because if you look at honor, what's interesting, if you look at cultures, let's say in Korea, for instance, when you meet someone in this uh, that, that you honor, you bow slightly, but it's, it's just so slightly lower than yourself to show the other person honor. And when you shake hands, you grab the hand uh, actually more deeper, not just the hand, but almost to the elbow to show respect. There's a lot of different things in cultures. In fact, whenever you go and you bring a gift, uh, whenever you go to someone's house, even if it's a tiny little gift, it's something to say, I honor you. And when you give it, you give it with two hands, not one. You give it with two and it's received with two hands. Little things like that. You don't put your feet up on a desk the way we do here in America to relax kind of thing. It's to put your feet up with, it's dirty. Your feet are dirty and that's a sign of of disrespecting anyone that's in the room. And so you follow what I'm going with that? Different cultures have different ways of honoring. And while this is not widely acceptable in our American culture, we do know one thing. I want to tell you that, that we as a culture have lost this culture of honor. We've lost it. We've lost the idea of what it means. And I want to unpack for you this morning in a story found in the book of Mark. If you turn to the gospel of Mark. Mark chapter 6. I want to kind of lay out this example for you. And what I found to be interesting was honor was in my heart. Honor was on my mind. And Pastor Christian had already set up to talk with the young people about honor. I was like, why is honor jumping out to me? And I'm like, God, what are you speaking to me? And all of a sudden, I started to have a conversation with Pastor Christian. And and then my wife was also in the room. And we were sitting down in staff this week. And we were talking about it. And I was like, man, this is just one of those kingdom things. And I began to sit down and say, God, what do you want to say about honor? What do you want to tell us about honor? Because I feel like I don't know that we all have the same understanding of what true honor is biblically. Let me get into the context of Mark chapter 6 for a moment. Jesus was returning to his hometown, not his birthplace, but his hometown, the place where he grew up. So he comes back after this uh, Jesus tour. It's probably what we would have called it, right? 
Comes back from this, and prior to this, Jesus was teaching. Listen, before he shows up in his hometown, he's teaching, and he's healing, and he's ministering, and people are being touched. Manifestations of healings happening all over the place. Just God is just touching people, and Jesus Christ is right in the middle of all of that, and he's touching people. But then Jesus lands in his hometown, and he turns water into wine in places and he raised the dead and he opened the eyes of the blind and deaf ears and multiple things happened but when he returned to his own hometown after feeding thousands of people doing all these miracles the bible says that he actually couldn't do as much because of the lack of honor and faith Look at Mark chapter 6 with me for a moment. Verses 1 and 2. Jesus left there and went to his hometown accompanied by his disciples. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many who heard him were amazed. They were amazed. Everybody say amazed. They were amazed, right? But that amazement begins to die out in a few moments. Where did this man get these things in his wisdom? Where did it come from? And in, in other words, you know, this guy is amazing, right? Got all these amazing things happening. But not quickly thereafter, uh, shortly thereafter, rather, in verse 3. Isn't this the carpenter? Isn't this Mary's son, brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? Aren't his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. Watch this. Isn't it this guy that shows up here? Isn't he the ordinary guy that built stuff for us? He built that hutch that you have over there. He built that thing you have in your kitchen table or something. All of a sudden he was familiar. Oh, we know him. We know who he is. Yeah, he, we know him. We, he got a hundred on every exam. He's the ordinary guy, but not so ordinary. And Jesus said to them, only in his hometown among his relatives in his own house is a prophet without honor. Why? Why is that happening? Shouldn't that be the place where people celebrate us the most? Right? Man, you're one of us. You're doing great things and you're one of us. That's exciting. But you know what they said? Oh, we want to look more at your imperfections and the things that you aren't rather than the things that you are. And the Bible was very clear that he couldn't, look at me, he could not do what the Father wanted him to do. Not that he wouldn't, not that he wasn't willing, but he couldn't. Familiarity was the key. The Greek word translated without honor is the word atomos. Atomos, which means to dishonor, to treat as common or ordinary. Atimos, that word means to dishonor. In fact, that's the opposite of what we should do when someone of respect comes into our, our presence, right? There's a lot of things my mom taught me about respecting women. Because she herself didn't experience all that respect in her life. So she told me, you're going to be different. You're going to respect. You're going to honor. And if you want a common or ordinary marriage, let me tell you how to get one. Don't honor your spouse. Don't honor your spouse. If you, want a, if you want an above average, if you want an extraordinary marriage, begin to start to think about honor as a very important element there. Can I tell you something? 
I can't, I can't tell you how many times in, in my counseling times, a lot of our struggles in marriage happens because of honor or the lack thereof. Man, I, this, this message is so deep and I need to clearly give you what God wants me to give you. See, in the early stages of marriage, before you even got married, you remember when you would, you would kind of date each other, you kind of bring the flowers and the candy. Why? Because you're trying to win that person to know that you love them. And, and the same thing, can I tell you this? When you get married, the same thing that got them is going to be the same thing that keeps them. You can't change that game. You can't change that. The same thing that got them is going to be the same thing that keeps them. And guess what? It's going to be very tempting to lose honor because everything is familiar now. You've been married a year and two years and three years. All of a sudden, you're familiar with each other and everything gets normalized, so to speak. Can I tell you something? When you start to lose the honor, you start to lose the love. Pastor Tony, I'm not sure that's true. I don't expect you to believe everything I'm telling you. I'm expecting you for God to give some revelation to some people in this room today. And I'm telling you right now that honor changes the game. When you honor anyone, it changes the game. When you get married, all of a sudden you start to take one another for granted. You begin to, instead of showing honor, you treat common, common or ordinary. Can I tell you something on the flip side? Honor. Honor itself. The Greek word is pronounced to me, and it looks like time, and it means to value, to respect, or to high esteem, to bring, tr- uh, to treat as precious, weighty, and valuable. Honor is to treat as precious, weighty, and valuable. Do you treat people as precious, weighty, and valuable? Not just your spouse, people. Did you know that God put his image in them too, not just you? That God didn't just put his image on you. I know that the world revolves around some people. Um, right? You ever met somebody that you, they just kind of give this impression like the world revolves around them? Right? You're like, newsflash. But there's not a single person in this room that the world revolves around you. God put his image in everyone in this room, myself and you included. So in that respect, we have to understand that there's honor that's due there. Now, I want to be very clear. Honoring esteems and lifts up. Dishonoring devalues. And it tears down. Honor believes the best about people. Dishonor believes the worst. Honor lifts, and I'm referring to the sheet that you got in your bulletin. Dishonor tears down. And these are the sharp contrasts between honor and dishonor. Friend, look at me. This is a kingdom code. This right here, if you get this, it'll change your marriage. It'll change your life. It'll change your relationships. Honor is one of those keys. It's one of those kingdom codes. There's a difference between respect and honor. Write this down. Respect is earned. Honor is given. Respect is earned. Honor is given. You don't have to respect someone to honor them. Some of you don't like this, what I'm about to tell you, but I'm telling you. Respect is earned, right? You ever, you ever talk to someone like, I don't respect them? That's fine. But if they're in a, pos- a place of position, you have to honor them. That's the Christian right thing to do. We want to go, well, that's not Christian. Oh, yes, it is. 
If it stops Jesus from performing miracles, it can stop you from receiving them. The more and more I dive into honor, I realize it's not respect. Respect is earned. And someone very well may have to gain your respect. I get that. I want to talk for a moment about those things because you can honor someone just because of the position God has placed on them. Honor is freely given. You may think, well, I'll treat you with honor when you're living honorably. That's not what the Bible says, friend. That's not what the Bible says. That's, that sounds a little bit more like respect. But honor is given, period. It's not your place whether to determine someone is honorable or not. You give honor. Respect, that's a different thing. If you don't respect them, that's one thing. But it should not affect how you give honor. And it'll affect your blessing. I, I promise you, there's something that happens that unleashes God's blessing in your life when you honor someone that even if they don't look honorable or act honorable, you honor them. And if you don't want to deal with the respect issue, you deal with that on a separate level. But honor encourages and builds. I'm going to shoot straight with you. The reason why our country is the way it is, over and over again, devaluing people, it's honor. Our country is in the state that it is right now because of dishonor. You may not like officials above you. And there there are people that are above me in all forms of government that I don't like or agree. But I have to honor them. I'm not getting a lot of amens. That's okay. I'm telling you right now, whether you agree with past presidents or current president, past officials, local, statewide. Listen, all of that, you may not agree with them, but there is an honor that has to come from the, from the throne of God. The people of God had to lead by example. We honor because that's what we do. We honor. Respect, I'll let you deal with that, but we must honor. And I found myself... I had to check myself as even as I was writing this message, checking myself a few times how I may have dishonored people in authority above me. Right? People, and I don't agree with that, so all of a sudden I write them off. I've, I've done that. Anybody ever done that before? I don't agree with them, so I write them off. Can I tell you something? That's dishonorable. And can I tell you something on top of that? That's sinful. When you don't honor, God said to honor, and you don't honor, that's directly sinful. You don't, have to, you don't have to agree with everything they say, but you have to honor them. That's God's word. And so what I understand is this. A prophet in his own town is without honor. The very next verse, Jesus could not do any miracles there. Mark 6, verses 5 and 6. Except lay hands on a few sick people and heal them. They dishonored him because they saw him as what? Ordinary. They literally, look, how big is God's hand that he can shape the mountains and cup the seas, right? How big is God's hand? And they managed to stop, stop the hand of God by dishonoring. Honor was so important that God put it right in the middle of his commandments. Smack dab in the middle of it. Smack dab in the middle of it. Honor. Honor your mother and father. Honor. Right in the middle. It's in there, plain as day. 
And I'm telling you, I want you to know something. It's not, again, not that he wouldn't, but he couldn't. That's how we can stop the hand of God in our lives. See, I don't fully understand this, but I know that there's a lack of faith that happens here when you start to look at things as ordinary. Do you come into this house on a Sunday morning and you see things as ordinary? And then when you walk out, you go, I don't, you know, I don't really see God moving. I don't really see this happening. I don't really see that happening. We were talking about it this week. Pastor Christian and I, we were talking about how someone uh, can go overseas. Someone like Reinhard Bonnke can go overseas and literally minister to hundreds of thousands of people in one crusade. In one crusade. And thousands upon thousands, look at me, thousands upon thousands of people healed. Healed. And he can come to the States. And we can sit back and go, wow me, preacher. Wow me. Tell me something I never learned in my life. Tell me. Give me a good story. That was not a good opener. Try again. We sit back and we try and we want we want someone to entertain us. So, and that's dishonoring not just to the man of God, but to the word of God that the man brings. If you're not happy, check your honor level. When's the last time you honored people in your life? When's the last time you stopped and you said, you know what, God? Maybe I need to start with my neighbor. I talk a whole big game about honoring God, but I can't say a blessed thing that's good about my neighbor. How could I experience the presence of God in my life? Can I tell you something? This is burning in me because honor is so important to God that it stopped God. And he says, and he, I mean, he addressed it, didn't he? He says, a prophet is without honor in his own hometown. He addressed it. He didn't comb over it like it's not a big deal. He stopped and he addressed it. That's what we need to do today. We need to stop and address any dishonor that's happening in our lives. And so let me do that for a moment. Let's talk about it because tragically, tragically, we live in a culture that is largely without honor. Would you agree? Would you raise your hand if you agree with me for just a moment? Let me know that I'm not the only one thinking this. Disrespectful. Many, I mean, I, I, I'm in a public place and I watch kids yell at their mom and dad in a way like I, my jaw drops. Has anyone ever seen something publicly that you're like, is anyone, am I being punked right now? Because this is ridiculous. Am I being, is this a joke? Is this candid camera? Something. This has to be, you got to be kidding me that you just said that to your mother. Because if, if I would have said that to my, I would have got slapped across my mouth. Oh, but you can't touch a kid today. God forbid. Whoppa! Karate chop ninja style. I didn't even see it coming. No, I don't want to. My bad. My bad. 
Where's the honor? Where's the honor? So let me start with this. Let me kind of kind of lay this out because this is a kingdom code. This is something for, for not just for young people, not just for middle age, not just for this is for everybody. This is everybody. The Bible is incredibly clear that number one, we are to honor our parents. Like, why didn't we do this point and then let the kids go to breakaway? You released them too early, Pastor Tony. Get the podcast and play it on the way. On the way to Walmart. Guys, what do you want to hear? All right, I got something for you. Honor your parents. Exodus 20, verse 12. Honor your father and mother so that you may live long and live in the land of the Lord you God has given you. We're told to honor our mothers and fathers and tragically today, I don't see it. Friend, I don't see it. Let me be old-fashioned for a moment. Can I be old-fashioned for a moment? I teach my boys... Yes, sir. No, ma'am. Yes, sir. No, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I know it's a bit old-fashioned, but I'm okay with that. Because what you don't do in your 20s, you won't do in your 30s, 40s, and 50s. What you don't do in your little, 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 little age, your young, your little ones, they don't do then, they're not going to grow into that. Please and thank you. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yes, sir. No, sir. Very important to me. I didn't know how important it was until I became a sir. Right? I didn't realize how important it was until I had a little one to teach. And I realized everything that I do in moderation, my kids will do in excess. And if I don't show honor, my kids won't show honor. So there's a lot of times I talk to people and I'm like, yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. He's like, don't call me man, that's my mom. Don't call me sir, that's my dad. Just just default. It's a respect. It's an honor thing. And can I tell you something? That's something that our culture is missing today. Would you agree? Number two, honor those in authority. You can refer to your sheet to those that God has placed above us. Romans 13 talks about honoring those and governing authorities. Verse 7 says, tells us in Romans 13, 7, if you owe honor. Then what do you give? The Bible says this. Give everyone that you owe him. If you owe respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. Notice that they were separate. Respect and honor was separate. Because they are. Respect is earned. Honor is given. Is this helping anybody? He says, we got to give what is owed to that person. You show honor to those who are in authority above you. Let me get to to the heart of this real quick. Those of you who play sports, you should honor your coach. That doesn't mean that you coach above the coach. Parents. There's one coach, and that coach determines anybody else's coach. You're not one of them. And if you don't have anything that has to do with coach on your shirt, there's a good chance you're not the one calling plays. Right? You teach, you teach your children to honor the coach, but then you get all upset when they don't give them minutes. Honor works both ways. Those of you in school, you should honor your teachers. Oh, but I don't like this teacher. I didn't ask you if you like them. I didn't ask you if you like them. You honor them because that's what Christians do. Oh, let me get to the heart of it. If you're at work, you should honor your boss. Watch it now. Why isn't the staff writing notes right now? 
No, you know what I'm talking about, right? Because some of you know your job better than your boss and you're quick to tell everybody else about it. That's not honor, friend. That is not honor. Yeah, sure, you want, you want to be a, you, you, you're better than, than, I believe it. There's many people that you're better at your job than your boss is. I get it. But guess what? If you can't serve beneath them, you can't serve above them. Honor says, I'm going to serve you because you're my boss. I'm going to serve you because you have something to offer here. And even if it's just your title, I will serve your title. I will serve your office. Friend, this is a game changer. When you start realizing that you don't have to respect the person to honor them, it'll change it. Honor is given. Period. And so... That boss may not be the best boss. That boss may be, you know what? I could, I could, be, uh, I could be better boss than that person. And, and, you know, whether you admit it or not, you're kind of like working a coup. Expose them for the lack of whatever. Can I tell you something? If you, before you learn to be over someone, you have to learn to be under someone. Ladies, if you don't like your husband, husbands, if you don't like your, your spouse, honor them. Honor them anyway. You start treating them as common or ordinary. They don't feel empowered to lead. They don't feel empowered to serve you back. Just keep honoring whatever you do. Just keep honoring. This has been on my heart for weeks and I'm, I'm sitting there, God, what are you trying to tell me? What are you trying? Because I found that in my life, can I be transparent for a moment? I found that in my life as I was, uh, I was finding that there were moments I was dishonoring people above me. Let's just put it like that. Okay. And, and some of it has to do with uh, political figures and things of that nature. Some of it has to do with uh, uh, local officials making decisions locally that I didn't agree with. And I'm going, man, I just, man, this is just, and I, I get frustrated. You ever watch the news and get frustrated? You ever watch TV and get frustrated? You look at it and you go, man, why is this decision being made? Don't they see it's not working? And that decision and that decision, you, you start looking at all these things. Can I tell you something? You got to keep your heart in check. Because this, this world is temporary. I'm not forsaking my eternal soul on something that's temporary. The stakes are high for believers. The stakes are high. And I started to really get a check on. And I said, you know what? I said, God, I can't talk about honor until I get something settled in my life. And so I was just little notes here and there. I would jot little notes here and there. And then... Just recently, talking with the staff, I said, wow, this, is, this has to be something God is speaking to the whole church about. I don't know, but I'm going to take a shot at this because I realize the kingdom code's out there and the code is honor. And I'm calling for you as workers to honor your boss, for you as students to honor your teachers, for you as spouses to honor your spouse. Respect, you've you got to pray about that. you got to pray about that. But you don't have to pray about whether you should honor people or not. That'd be like praying, should I give to the kingdom of God? Should I serve in the house of God? Should I do this? No, you don't have to pray about those things. Those are things we should be doing, period. We should be serving in one way or another. We really should be. Because that's what Christ did for us, right? The third one is simply this. Honor pastors and church leaders. We show honor to those who are spiritually instructing disciple, uh, and discipling us and disciplining us even. First Timothy 5.17 says, 
The elders who direct the affairs of the church well are worthy of double honor, especially those who work in preaching and teaching. Now, it's, it's kind of, I don't want it to seem self-indulging in, in any way, shape, or form, but the biblical mandate has always been there. And I've always loved serving those above me. When I was, when I was working as an intern in my home church in New York, uh, Pastor Ron was my pastor at the time. And I remember doing my internship, and man, I was just glad to hold his Bible for him. I was glad to just pray for him. I was glad to just, man, if you give me an opportunity to preach, great. But I'm just glad to be around someone that, that can just speak into my life. And he had spoken so much into my life. And one of the greatest things about leading Freedom Life Church is that you all have truly uh, showed honor in that respect. Many of you uh, are just like Pastor Tony. If you go, we will go. If you say, we will do, let's do this. And I love that. You know what that doesn't, you know what it, what, what it does for me? It tells me I need to pray harder. It tells me I need to know, I need to know that I'm hearing from God. Because I got people that are following me. Some people think, oh, well, if I do that, he's going to get a big head. No, no, that tells me I need to pray twice as hard. That tells me I need to fast. That tells me I need to do some things because I, re- I realize that it's not just me. I'm not just leading myself. I'm leading the entire body. And all of us as leaders appreciate your prayers. And I never, never felt like and someone trying to usurp their authority on me or whatnot. As I've pastored this church, you've been such an amazing group of people. But guess what? It tells me when you say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do whatever. Well, let's do this. What do we need to do, Pastor Tony? You know what that says to me? I need to pray hard. Because <laughs> I can't get this wrong. I can't get this wrong. And so I realized that the Bible says so clearly, make this your assignment. Where does it say that? Open up your Bibles to Romans chapter 12. And I want to read a verse to you that's found here in chapter 12, verse 10. This is again one of those game-changing moments. Here's what it says. Romans chapter 12, verse 10. Love one another with brotherly affection. It doesn't just take a leap forward. It takes two leaps forward. Here's what it says. Outdo one another in showing. What does it say? If I would have read that verse and I would have said, I'll do one another in showing your gift. That that's what the body of Christ was going for. I'll do one another by showing your gift. I have so many gifts and nobody appreciates me. How many opportunities is there to serve? Right? But here's what Romans says. Outdo each other, but by showing honor. Honor more than the person next to you. Honor more than the person behind you. What happens when we show honor? We release opportunity for God to speak to and through us. Can I tell you this right now? Look at me. Can I tell you when you start to honor, you unleash God's blessing on your life because you're following his word to honor. 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 Outdo one another. That's life changing. Guess what? You don't, look what that is. Can I get your attention for a moment? That's counterculture. Culture says outdo. Survival of the fittest, right? Survival of the fittest. I'm going to outdo. I'm going to outperform everybody. Right? Someone comes with a solo. And someone comes. And then the other. 
Whatever you have to do to kind of get the attention. I don't want you to look at them. Look at me. Look at me. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says outdo one another in showing honor. Man, what would our church look like if everybody tried to outdo each other in honor? How would we treat each other? How would we treat each other if everybody honored everybody? How many would agree by show of hands across this room? How many would agree that this church would change dramatically? Look, look around the room. Hold it up high like you mean it. Look around the room. This, this group of people would change. Can I tell you that this series right here is going to mess you up for the glory of God? I'm telling you, like, good mess up. Like, kingdom code stuff. Like, you heard of Da Vinci Code, right? The Da Vinci Code. And back in the day, you heard of that stuff. That's, that's ridiculousness. Can I be honest with you right now? Kingdom Code, this is the real stuff. This is legit. You start activating honor in your life, just like activating a hotel room with the right key. God will give you access to certain things. It's a path to blessing. And I want to do this for a moment. If you can throw the next slide up. I want to take this moment and honor a few people that mean a lot to me. The first person I want to publicly show honor is my best friend, the mother of my children. And nobody knows that I was doing this. Nobody. But I want to publicly honor the most amazing godly woman I know. I want to say thank you and honor you, Alicia. I'm forever indebted because of your faithfulness. Your prayers your support, your partnership with me. From day one, you stood with me through my mistakes, through my trials. I honor you and our friendship, your godliness and partnership, and you're the best friend I've ever had. I honestly thank God for you. I want to take a moment... I want to take a moment and honor my staff. And I know Faith is not here because she's serving. But I want to take a moment and honor Faith Miller, who has been with us since day one. She has served our kids tirelessly. She has served our kids weekly, sometimes three out of four Sundays a month back there because of the lack of help that she would receive sometimes when we were growing When we were growing, there were still places to go, things to do, no matter what. And she would stand in there. How many times she's bought supplies, nobody knowing. She loves kids, and I truly thank God for you, Faith, today. I know, make sure you watch this later. Know that I appreciate you and I honor you today. For Pastor Christian Bowers, who serves this church and me so hard every week. Brother, you go the extra mile, and you make sure everything is ready. And you serve me in amazing ways. You serve your family. You serve this body. You love people. And I I know I've known you for 20 years or so. But can I tell you something? I honor you, brother. I thank you for everything that you do for this body. And today I honor you for that. And last, I want to honor my board and these men that serve faithfully. Caleb Fetterman, Daniel Varner, and Bill Gable. These men serve and give and they 
They prepare behind the scenes and they work tirelessly. And some of them double duty. Caleb comes, plays guitar, then he goes and he teaches. Dan Varner, you do so many things in this body. I can't even begin to list them. Thank you for what you do, brother. Things that nobody sees. Bill Gable, same thing. All three of you brothers serve and they do things and you prepare behind the scenes with me. So many times, nobody knows it. Nobody knows it. Just because they're not up here doesn't mean they're not involved. Thank you, brothers, for what you do. And above all else, I want to honor the King of Kings who has given me the opportunity to be your pastor. He's a son of God, risen. But guess what? And I realized very quickly that if it wasn't for the empowering of his Holy Spirit in my life, I would not be standing before you here today. So I honor him for changing me into a new creation, for giving me and giving me an opportunity. Friends, when you start activating honor in your life, then it'll change your perspective. I said this last week and I'll say it again. When you start comparing what you don't have to what you have, you'll start to feel like you, somebody owes you something. But when you start to compare what you deserve to what you have, quickly you realize how good God has been to you. Amen? Honor is so important, friends. Psalm 22 says, You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you descendants of Jacob, honor him. Revere him, all you descendants of Israel. Can I tell you something? Don't get familiar with God so much that you forget how big he is. Guess what? The problem is that we're treating God as common. We're not, we're too familiar with him. He's too ordinary. He's not, listen, he's not the big guy upstairs. He's not the big man. He's not Jesus is my homeboy. He's not dear six pound, eight ounce baby Jesus. He is the son of God who's coming back again. And when we start to see him as the son of God who's coming back again, it will change our game. Now, let me close with this thought for a moment. Ever heard of Babe Ruth? Anyone? Raise your hand if you heard of Babe Ruth. Most people have heard of Babe Ruth. It's told that there were seven home run bats that were autographed by Babe Ruth. And in fact, out of these seven bats, the very first one was lost for decades. Now listen to this true story. It was lost for decades and nobody ever knew where it was. In fact, when they found out where it was... It was many, many, many years later. When they found out where it was, they traced it back. What had happened years ago is his agent gave it out at a home run contest. When some guy won it, he disappeared. And then he kept it in his possession on his deathbed. He outlived everybody in his family. And so he gave it to his nurse. His nurse, the woman who served him, said, you're the, he said to her, you're the closest person I, that's family to me. You served me and loved me to my very to the very end. And he gave it to her. So for the next 18 years, she held on to this. She kept it in a safe place under her bed in honor of the man who gave it to her. When she came to hard times financially, she was trying to open up a business. So she thought, I wonder if that bat is worth anything. <laughs> she took it down to the sports place. And the guy's eyes got so big, she was actually concerned of what is about to happen. The guy's eyes got so big, he brought other experts in. He says, I'm going to need to bring other experts in to see. It was auctioned off in 2006 for $1.3 million. She opened up the restaurant and she took all of the remaining money 
and started a foundation to serve children that Babe Ruth wanted to serve at the end of his life. Listen to this. The reporter asked her, why did you put all of that money in the foundation to help others? You could have done more with it for yourself. She said this, listen closely. The bat was only valuable because Babe Ruth's name was on it. So the only reasonable thing I could do was something that would honor his life because he made it valuable. Friend, you're valuable because God put his name on you. You're valuable because God put his name on you. And you are honorable today. And God honors you. And I want you to know something in this place. And if you walked in here and, don't, and you feel less than honorable, I want you to step up and just say, you know what? God saw fit for me, for me, to be a, to, for Jesus to be a sacrifice for me. Isaiah 29, 13. These people come near to me with their mouth. They honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Church, may that never be said of us. That we honor him with our lips, but our hearts are far from him. Can I tell you something today, friend? Let's honor God with our lives. And let's not look at God as a familiar, ordinary being in the sky. But our Savior and our Lord. Amen? I'm going to ask you to bow your heads across this room. I want to pray a prayer over you. God, I ask that your Holy Spirit would plant this message deep within our heart. God, that you would help each of us from being being blatantly dishonoring and allow us to be a people that honor God because you bless those who honor. God, bring this message home to our hearts, calling us to see honor as part of the Christian code, the Christian faith. I pray that you would change our hearts to believe honor like you do. Give us the eyes to see today those who we can show honor to that we may never be guilty of good intentions but to follow through to write notes to say the words to give a gift to reach out publicly to honor them but more than just publicly God even privately in our hearts may we have a posture a posture of honor to those around us in Jesus name Give us a posture of honor as a body. Lord, if there's anyone in this room that has shown lack of honor to anyone else, whether it's someone that doesn't have a title or just another believer, Lord, I pray that you would allow them to see that this is not a church problem. This is a Christian problem. That our faith is directly affected and we don't honor those around us. Jesus' name.